welcome to Love Unlocks Live Sessions. I'm Heinz Winkler and it's so great that you can join us today. Thank you so much for being here. I see some people already logging on and saying hi. Hello Adele, hello Neil. I appreciate you guys. Uh, anyone else logged on, please say hi as well. Tell us where you're from. And uh, as you are watching and engaging with this chat today, please ask questions, make comments, and let us know what you're thinking. And uh, if you have any relevant questions to the topic we're discussing today, please feel free to jump into the conversation, ask any questions you might have regarding what we're discussing. We'll really appreciate it. This is Love Unlocks, where we talk to people about how God's love has unlocked their lives and certain aspects of their lives. And it's brought to you by our, by our ministry called Love Key. And at Love Key, we believe that a healthy family builds a healthy nation. And we focus on ministering wholeness to families and unity to the body of Christ. We, uh, we want to be part of the solution to fatherlessness. And we want to be a part of the solution to bringing the bride of Christ, the church, together. And that's why we have these kinds of conversations and do the other things we do. Uh, and if you want to be part of what we do, you can go to lovekeymission.com and check out how to partner and what else we are doing. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, my wife and I are also currently running a marriage seminar online Thursday evenings called Let's Talk Marriage. You can still sign up for that, even though you may have missed a few sessions. Uh, you can catch up because we do it on a private Facebook group and you can go back and watch the sessions you missed and join us live from this point on. It's still going right into December. So please feel free to, uh, to, to join us for that. You go to Quick to get a ticket and then join the Facebook group after that. Uh, my new song, Our Nation, is out. And uh, I'm very, I was very chuffed to see today that we've hit the 20,000 20, uh, view mark on YouTube. And I would love for you guys to go and check out Our Nation on YouTube and share it and sing it and do it in your church. Uh, that would be really awesome. For those of you who haven't heard it yet, I'm going to play you a minute uh, teaser of the song. And then just encourage you again to go check it out. So uh, if you have good headphones or a good sound system, maybe switch to that right now. I'm going to play you a little bit of the song. Here we go. We are done watching our home slip away. Corruption and crime and moral decay We will model the truth, the life, the way We declare and decree that our land is free From fear and from hate and from curses decree We're united in Christ, we agree Belongs to God And Jesus is our King Holy Spirit will lead our soul Cause our God is on the throne 
That's a bit of a teaser of the new song. If you haven't heard it yet, if you haven't uh, watched it on YouTube, please go and do that. Uh, the link is on my Facebook page, my Instagram. Obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, it's very easy to find right there. So please check it out. This is, a, I think, a very timely song for our nation, for the church of our nation. So let's sing it out loud. Let's decree it and declare it. I would really appreciate your help on that. Thank you so much. Uh, we've got a lot of people logging on saying hi, so cool to hear from all of you, uh, Gerard from Wooster, uh, Annie from, oh, I don't know where that is, Pyland, Pyland, tell me where that is, please, oh, Poland, you made a typo, thank you, <laughs> all the way from Poland, that's so cool, they corrected themselves, okay, uh, Neil from Brakpan, Jackie saying hi to me, and Vikas, thank you, I've got, hello, Thomas, hello, Kerry Lee, Eleanor Lotter says she knows Vikas, uh, and Vikas says, hi, I'll, I'll get to him right now. Um, Irene and Jack, Cornelia, it's so great to hear from everybody. Thank you for saying hi. Thank you for telling us where you're from. Oh, we've got someone from Mozambique. That's so cool. What a wonderful, wonderful group of people. Thank you for joining us. We really appreciate this. Um, I just wanted to remind everybody quickly that this is available on my Facebook page, on YouTube channel, and on Twitter. And then afterwards, I make it available as a podcast on all the podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those ones. You can go check it out. So if you've missed any of the sessions, you just want to listen to it, you can do that as well. It's all going to be available right there. All right. Without any further ado, I'd love to introduce my guest today. Recently, I had my first event out, uh, not online, and it was to Port Elizabeth to be part of the gala evening for the LifeWork Leadership um, LifeWork Leadership thing. I can't remember the actual name of it, uh, where they do training for leaders. And uh, the guy who organized it is my guest today. The reason that he's my guest today is we had such an amazing conversation uh, from the moment he picked me up at the airport and we just chatted kingdom and he was sharing his testimony and the things that, that God has led him to do. Um, him, he started out life as an attorney uh, in labor law. He went into ministry. He went back into the marketplace with a specific uh, calling that God has given him. And I, I was just so blown away by the testimonies of what he has seen and what God has done through his life that I just thought, man, this guy needs to get on Love Unlocks, and he gladly uh, said yes. So today, I'd like to introduce to you all the way from Port Elizabeth, Vickers Nell. Everybody, Woo! make some noise. Yes. Hey, hey. <laughs> hello, guys. Hi, hi. It's good to be here. And um, now he's lying. He had to pay me to get you. I'm still a lawyer. So. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, there's a retainer. There's a retainer in the making. <laughs> Vikas, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? How is your family? How has how have you guys been doing in this weird lockdown year? Yeah, we've been we've been we enjoying it. Um, I don't know if I can say it out loud, but it's been it's been good. It's been fun. Um, it's just good to connect with the family again and just to be there and be in those moments. And I've um, I've discovered I've got skills I didn't know and. Um, I've um, started to enjoy washing dishes again, so I hope my wife. <laughs> but I found there's a quiet spot in your house, and that's in front of the front of the dishes because nobody gets there. Nobody gets so there. All right, that that's a good spot. spot <laughs> okay, so that's good to hear. I've actually had quite a few guests on Love Unlocks that have had similar reactions. Like it's obviously been very hard for a lot of people, 
but it's been very um, encouraging to hear that not everyone has experienced it as a bad thing, but they've they've either found the good in it they've, or they've adapted in a way that actually brought something better into their lives. Um, you know, what has it been like for you? Was it was it smooth sailing from the start or was it like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do? And then adapted and then it became uh, something new, something fresh. How, how did you guys handle the whole thing? Yeah, I think we, we just, we, we did some sort of planning and then we, we jumped into, probably, I think the first priority was homeschooling. And um, I dressed up like a, like a teacher who had my glasses on at the time. <laughs> days. I'm going to teach you now. And um, this will be valuable sessions. And I got my cokey and wrote on the, on the windows and um, it, it didn't last. Um, how, when it got how, to the, how many days? How many days? Yeah. Uh, you're talking days. I'm talking hours. Here, <laughs> 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 I know. Uh, they, they bowled me out on the maps. I said, okay, no, great. I don't know if you need maps to become a lawyer. So um, just keep doing <laughs> <laughs> your wife. No, it's, I've got huge respect for the teachers out there. I didn't realize it's that tough. Sure. And um, yeah, so I'm, I just kept on threatening them with going back to school now. So I, I agree. Yeah. My wife and I, we we had a very very good idea that we are not homeschool material before the lockdown, and it was confirmed during the lockdown that it's it's definitely not uh, within our purview of gifts. And uh, and luckily, our uh, the headmaster at our kids' school, in his wisdom, told the parents to please don't homeschool your kids. <laughs> <laughs> because you will teach them wrong and uh, we want to keep them, you know. So they eventually started sending them homework via Microsoft Teams and uh, then, you know, at least we can you can manage it, but they give the format. So that helped. But yeah, well done for dressing up and at least trying, bro. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the that's, 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 that's only part at work. So, um, yeah, okay. Do you have photos? You may need to share some photos with us. Not share it on this group. It will be reputation uh, <laughs> damage for me going forward. So, oh, my word. I see your wife is online. Uh, I'm going to pop up a. She says, uh, Hi, Heinz and Hubby Vikas. Oh, there we go. There you can see her comments. Ah, uh, look at that. She so doesn't cool, have a profile picture. She's but, clever like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But I can I can show everybody. Here is uh, Vikas and his his wife. There we go. And the beautiful yes. family. That's so oh, awesome. Oh boy, Joshua and Karia. Oh, that's that's just James. So Amazing. Thanks for I yeah. love I love to talk about people's family. So um, can you please give us a a quick introduction to your family? And um, what I like to ask is, what is the first word that comes to mind when you think of your wife? And then for each of your children, and if you can share that with us, then we can also, you know, get to know them a little bit better. Yes. Um, if I think of my wife, it's, it's blessed. Um, I'm just so blessed to have her in my life. Um, in short, basically, I've, I've, since I can remember in school, I prayed for my wife. I prayed. I didn't, obviously didn't know her by, at that time. But I prayed and said, God, you know who's my wife. She's sort of my age probably now. She's writing exams. So help her with exams. Make her pass. I don't want to. I don't want a dumb wife. <laughs> Are you serious? I don't want a dumb wife. <laughs> don't, oh, what a prayer. To take place. Um, no, we upgrade. If she's in a relationship, break the relationship because that's my wife. That guy's got nothing to do with her. So break relationships, keep her for me. Amazing. So I prayed for her uh, wow. as long as I can remember. And then sure. the, the day I met her was a Friday evening in March on university. 
She climbed out of it, white car of hers, and God just said, they show up. I just knew it. Obviously, she didn't know it. But um, I just knew it. I think when you pray long enough for someone, the Holy Spirit just talks to you. So, sure. um, yeah, I was just blessed. And I remember my first thoughts was, at that stage was, God, wow, she's really beautiful. Do I deserve <laughs> it? <laughs> so, well, awesome. um, my, my kids, oh, I love them. They, um, they are so much fun. So, at this stage... Um, they are. Uh, if you come into my house, you need to be looking around, and there's always a trap somewhere. Something on the door, or something, someone jumping out of a closet, or there's um, someone throwing of something. So it's, it's always something um, happening. So um, it's it's been awesome. So I'll, um, my kids, if I find my sum them up. It's just fun. Um, they're really fun, and they have such incredible word over their lives. So um, it's such a privilege to be able to steward their lives. Um, that God has entrusted to us. And I know there's um, big things for them. So it's a privilege to do their little joyful lives. So, yeah. That's so cool, man. Thank you for, for sharing that. And uh, that's, it's awesome for me to see, you know, if you, uh, there's, a, there's the fruit of, of a man trusting God for a wife, trusting God for a family, and then, and then seeing that and experiencing that, that's just a, a beautiful thing. And, I, and just in that already, what I'm seeing is the power of prayer and the power mm-hmm. of trusting God. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that'll be a blessing to someone out there. Um, some, something that's important to me is I always bring people on the show that I, that I find are really, you know, impressive. They've got awesome testimonies. They, they are just, you know, in some ways larger than life. And I really... I'm inspired by you and, you know, but it's very important for me as well that we all, you know, remember and are reminded that we are still, you know, human and we need God. Uh, and, and the best way that, that I can help people to see that in my guests is if they share an embarrassing story. <laughs> so Ken, Ken, would you mind, would you mind sharing a story of, you know, why you normal with the plankers line it, I believe. Yeah, but it happens regularly in my life, so it's um, finding the right one. <laughs> uh, I'm blessed with embarrassing moments, um, but um, I think if I should share one, is uh, my little daughter Karia was um, I think two or three years old, just starting to walk and talk, and just out of body training, so. Um, and I took on this brave challenge to go shopping with her and we go to the mall. And um, during this period, she just says, uh, I need to go to the toilet now. And I said, oh, man, it's really far away. And um, she said, but, but I need to go now. And now, you know, it's, it's, she's just been potty trained. I'm not going to have an accident here in a mall. Can't take chances. So I grab her and I find the nearest bathroom and I run with her. And, I, and we just we go in there and we close the cubicle. And I said, thank God we just made it. And um, as she's there on the toilet, I'm looking around this cubicle and I started reading yes, all those advertisements on the walls. And I thought, strange that these the guys' bathrooms would advertise women's stuff. And I think, why would they do that? <laughs> we have all this guy stuff that's on the walls and it's really a feminine bathroom. It's uh. weird. And it's in that moment that it started to dawn on me that I might have mistaken <laughs> the bathroom doors when I rushed into it. Oh, man. And... Um, so I was contemplating this thought when I started hearing voices, and it was not manly voices. <laughs> so now you have this point. You have this pivotal point where you either make a call now and say, oh, whoa, I'm in the bathroom, sorry, I made a mistake, or you just, just remain quiet and you hope to go out. Yeah, sneak out. So I contemplated on that moment for too long, and then I missed the boat. 
And I realized if I come out now, I've heard too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, Jeremiah 33 verse 3 became a reality. Um, call to me, I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know or want, <laughs> want to know. So, guys, you don't want to get lost in a woman's bathroom. Um, so, it's bad. So, now, I'm, I'm, I need to sit this out. Let's, oh, my goodness. So, and you've got a little child with you. That's hectic. Yep. Yep, so now she's done. He says, um, Daddy, I'm done. And I said, oh, no, not Daddy. I said, so I no, no, it's not Daddy. It's Mommy. It's Mommy. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm confusing this girl. It's not Mommy's Oh, daddy. my goodness. So no. Fine. What did I do? I confused my little girl, three-year-old. I told them I'm Mommy. And oh, my she, word. That's great. So now it's this whole conversation with me. And, and oh, it was terrible. So eventually I, had to, um, I, I took a gap and um, I think – I don't, I'm not sure if the, the ladies in the in the bathroom went to call the cops <laughs> or if they, out of desperate, just left because there was a weird conversation between a dad and a daughter in a bathroom. Oh, my word. No, we this is mommy. There. This is mommy. <laughs> but I, I still have my 100 track record, no accidents in the mall, so that's good. That that is amazing. Well done, bro. That's that is hectic and very awkward. I can only imagine. Oh my word. Well, I can I I can I can share one with you from a friend of ours. It's actually a family of a letter. <laughs> she, so this is this. She did have the experience of what happens if you don't take your child. Uh, they were in one of these bathroom shops where, where they sell sanitary wear, and the the little girl thought that's a real working toilet. So while her mom was not looking. She did a <laughs> number two in the in the display <laughs> toilet. <laughs> so these things happen when you have little ones around. But anyway, so it's uh, <laughs> oh man, I'm just I'm picturing I'm picturing you trying to get, get a gap and oh, it's just so funny. Anyway, I like those moments in life because it happens to all of us where we just you know don't even see it happening and it, then you're in it. Thank you for being uh, vulnerable. I appreciate that, bro. Uh, so yeah. from the from the sublime or from the ridiculous to the sublime, uh, I, I would like to ask you if if you can share with us, you know, if you look at where you are right now, you've you've got you've got a, quite an impressive uh, CV, if I can say that. Um, studied law, got into labor law, did that for a long time, got out of that into ministry, then back, and you are very involved in quite a few different things and we'll get into that a bit later but if you look at where you are right now what would you say is the main thing that you still want to achieve in your lifetime yeah if you asked me if two years ago I would have had a different answer um i came to a place recently where i told god it's um i'm here to steward what he gives me and whatever that is, I'll steward it. So uh, I've come to a place where I've given up some of my bigger dreams to say, okay, God, whatever it is, um, I'll, I'll submit to what you have in store. But if I can share, I'm, I'm we're really passionate about the marketplace. And we're dreaming really about a, a place where an organization where um, you breach the gap between Sunday and Monday, um, where people really start to understand it. The place of work is the place of worship, and we we have we raise what we call city changers um, in 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 the marketplace, and they start building kingdom class businesses that focuses on God's kingdom, um, and that we we start to have an impact in our cities, and we transform leaders, and we transform organizations. Start partnering with God and saying yes to partner of God and the co-creator of God, and say yes, I understand that church is not on a Sunday; it's Monday to Sunday. 
Um, Sunday's a celebration was happening. So raising an army that will say yes to God no matter what. Um, so if, if I could be part of just a small percentage of that achieving just in my city, I would say thank you, God, what a privilege. Um, that's what we're dreaming about, and that's what keeps uh, keep us going. That's amazing. I love that. And that's that's what fascinated me about our conversation, and I'm so glad we have this opportunity to share uh, what we discussed with uh, everyone who's is logged on. Uh, I've seen quite a few more people join us. Welcome, guys. It's so great to have you here. Thank you for, for logging in. We've got someone from France um, and, and other. It's amazing. France, Mozambique, Poland, and then all over South Africa. It's so great. Um, so I, I would love to get into the story. Um, how, how did you get? Uh, how did you meet Jesus? And and how has has he unlocked your life? Certain areas of your life. What, what are some of the landmark moments in your spiritual journey that you can share with us today? Mm. Yeah, um, I was quite privileged to to grow up in a, in a Christian family, and um, the foundations were laid. So for, since young age, uh, we've we've been experiencing God and being in um, being part of a, a family and a household that's really living the values of Christ. And uh, so for me, there's no moment that stands out that, wow, I had was just terrible life and I had to meet God and He transformed my life. It's been, as far as I can remember, we were in this, in this journey with Christ and our family. And then and when you're still young in your journey, you give your life every Sunday to God. So I remember multiple times just rushing to the front <laughs> and saying, "Guys, stuffed up. I don't understand grace." Um, but yeah, it's been it's been a journey and it's been a relationship. So it's, my whole life has been a relationship with Christ, and um, and in, it, like any relationship, it grows and it and it um, and you take further leaps. You start to explore the deepness of God's love for you um, as you progress through life. Um, so my, my whole childhood of growing up and having the foundation laid is a, is a massive foundation and massive landmark, um, which has caused me to be able to build on something that, that was already there. Um, and then the next step would be when I met my wife, when I met when God gave me my, my life partner, it was a massive transition in my life. It was now it's just I know what we um, what's going to be next. We, we have a team. We're working together. We have this vision and it's this it's, it's unex, unexplainable to think what uh, a marriage can be and um, to know that God's giving you this path and together you're working in his kingdom. And it was, was incredible to, to ha- have each other's back and to say, well, let's, let's work together now on this vision God has given us. And always my kids, every, every childbirth was, was just transformed my, my life and my view of God. Because every time you hold that little boy or that little daughter, um, you, you are looking to um, the face of God's creation, and um, and He reminded of God's love for you, and that I didn't choose God; He chose me. And that was again like mind blowing. And say how how amazing must your love be for me? Um, if I experience this love for this little child, how much more do I can I experience your love towards me? And see, I think this my whole life is built on certain landmarks where God has just reminded me of His love. And, uh, and the privilege to be able to grow up in a family where um, I could experience his voice and his love since a young age. And, like, and I know that's a, that's a privilege, that's being blessed um, beyond measure. And it made me the man I could be today. Um, so I always knew I wanted to do something with God. And um, when I stepped into the corporate environment, I sort of my mission it was, what can I do for God? And I, I only saw a part of it. So um, I think 
there's so many moments capturing God's love for me in my life that um, it's difficult to single out a specific event. It's um, all just mixed and intertwined with each other. What would you say that maybe I can help you uh, to to help us because I. Uh, testimonies of of overcoming certain challenges, obstacles, whatever the you know the Bible is very clear that it's it's not necessarily about um, if something will be tough, it's about when you know it's going to happen. Uh, James one in this life you will have trials, uh, and, but so what from in that journey? I mean, I can hear you're very positive. You've you've got a great uh, maturity in Christ, and I really appreciate that. But what maybe one or two major challenges that, that you've had to overcome in your life uh, that, that you can share with us? Um, if, oh, if you can think of one or two that, that comes to mind? Yeah, I think um, a major crisis was um, when you, you think you understand something about but your journey of Christ and what you're supposed to do and you walk into the real world. And um, and it's always it's it's it now it becomes real now it becomes you need to you, you need to live it out now, and um, and I've had moments in my corporate life where um, I felt like I needed to stand up for God and then um, I didn't do I didn't do it right I didn't steward the moments well enough, and then it would blow up in your face and you would realize that I I, I didn't choose my moments right and um, you can get to a place where you. You think you, you're on this cloud and you want to change the world and you want to do something for God, but you forget these other people with a different story. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it becomes a humbling moment when you realize, but God, I've missed it. I've missed a moment and um, I've maybe said things that could have offended someone. I've maybe acted um, in a place when I shouldn't have acted. Um, and that's, and that's a, for me, was a learning curve to understand how to, how to almost steward what you have in different environments, um, and you don't don't hurt feelings or don't offend people. Always, um, so that was a moment. Um, I think when I was younger, also, it's everybody struggles with their their identity and always to know what uh, is this who I am supposed to be and what is God saying about myself. Um, I, I I had issues with, with my ears. I couldn't. I could never. Um, I could never sw- swim because I had a bad operation on my ears when I was younger and um, at the age of 21 I could the first time in my life start getting into the sea and learning to to swim and I had to overcome fear of water and wow. so it's crazy stuff yeah and I had to go for operations and fix it and say but for the first time I could experience another level of God's creation Wow. and that also speaks to your identity again and you struggle and you say but why do I have to struggle because I prayed so much and say God heal my ears and why don't you do heal it and I had to go through tough operations to get it fixed and then um, that again puts you in a place where you question God and say but you're a good God why did you do this why did you allow me to go through this and you struggle with those things yeah. and, uh, and that's real struggles and I yeah. remember when my, my daughter was born it was a it was a hectic birth and um, it was I, I remember walking alone in that corridors, crying out to God and say, "Where are you? Where sure. are you? Sure. Why? Why are you causing this? What's happening?" And mm. we, they just came. The nurses just rushed in and said, um, "Your your 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 kid might not make it." And I and and they took my wife out and the kid down. I was standing in a, in a yeah. moment and saying, "God, we've been praying for this child, and mm. now 
the whole thing is ripped out of your hands and you cry out to God and say, where are you? Yeah. It's these moments that everybody, we all experience in different levels where you question God, you question him in your workplace. I've questioned him a few times. I've questioned him in, in health situations. And then it, it, and in your journey of that. So I think for me, crisis was where it hit me really personally. And um, I had to question. And I think it's good to question God. It's in that moment that I start to, to get to know him better. And uh, those experiences that you mention, uh, those real struggles, those moments of, where, God, where are you? Uh, what was the outcome of that for you when, you when you went through it and you got on the other side and you looked back? What, what do you feel like or, or sense that God was doing? Or what did you learn from those situations about yourself, about God? What happened yeah. there? I think the main thing I've like, what I've learned from this is that you in that moment you start to believe a lie. It's in mm-hmm. that moment that the, the enemy comes and he just he reiterates a lie maybe that you've been believing since um, many years ago, but it's a, wow. it's a lie that's sown into your into your your mind mm-hmm. your, and you start believing it. And then when I go back and I and I ask God, where were you? And oh, God always shown me that He's been right there in that moment. Yeah. And the moment Show me where he was in that in that moment, and that he was always there. He ne- always had my back. He never, he, he has never disappointed us. He will never disappoint us. But it's our minds that the enemy comes with these lies and say, "But God has failed you. He will fail you again." And um, it's it's this thing about God can't fail you. Sure. Uh, but we we in that moment we are weak, and in that moment, for a moment, a split second, we are allowing the enemy to sow a seed. Um, and we start believing that lie, mm. start to question things. And, it's, and when you get to a place where you just quiet yourself and say, but God, just show me what is a lie I'm believing about the situation. And then he reveals this and say, hey, this is a lie. Um, I've been there. I've been next to you. And I've been cheering you on. And then God's not there judging us and saying, but, hey, you stuffed up there. You could have done that better. Um, no, he's a God of love. And um, I think that's the, the reality I've found from this is, um, God is love. That's what it is. And love can't can't be do anything else than just be love and and be in love with you. Amen. That's so good and so encouraging. And I, I think you know I can associate with a lot of what you're saying, and what I've learned as well going through those things. And and one of the things that stands out for me is that sometimes we need to reevaluate what we think is good, and what God thinks is good. Um, and and uh, I'm hearing a bit of that in your story, and it's it's so it's so amazing. I think it's it's about sticking it out and and moving on through. And you know you have those moments, but God doesn't leave us, and He doesn't forsake us, and He shows up in those moments and in the moments after that. And um, it's just so beautiful to to know that. And that's what I mean. Think about any earthly relationships. It's not like you know. You and your wife, you and your children never have moments where things are tough and struggling, but y- your love for them stays there. It doesn't go anywhere. But in, in certain moments, you know, you get, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, maybe you have the perfect marriage where no one fights, but um, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but that that's, thank you for sharing that. That's very encouraging, bro. Um, the then I'd love for you to share with, with us today what you shared with me on that car ride um, and over breakfast when I went to PE, just how God, you felt the call from corporate. And, and what really stood out for me about your story is that you are a, 
organized, systematic planner. And, and it was in, in, in your personality and in your makeup and in your, you know, who you are, God came and it's almost like he challenged that and he challenged your ideas and plans for the future and, and called you into something that there was a lot of uncertainty. It was like an, you know, when he called Abraham and just said, go <laughs> and I'll show you when and where and how. Just please share with us that, that moment and that decision and that journey and then what followed. Um, I would love for people to hear what happened there because that's such a great story. Yeah, um, sure. Um, whatever I'm sh sharing here today is all just, it's, um, if anything sounds that I've done anything and uh, I'm wonderful, uh, please, guys, just see in my heart. This is what God has been doing in us and through us. And um, you must get all the glory if there's any testimony coming from this. And um, but I can understand our story, and it's um, we, my wife and I, we've we've got a, a place we're going to pray every every year. We go climb a mountain, and we go and sit and pray and say, God, give us a vision for the next year, what's happening, and where we're going. So at the end of this year, in December, we climb this mountain, we sit and we pray and say, God, give us a word. And um, I remember that one specific year, we were sitting there, and um, I got this awkward picture of just an arrow, and I thought, well, this is weird. There's no scripture, there's nothing on it, and I. Um, I just told my wife, no, I, I didn't get anything. And um, we climbed down, and, um, and on New Year's, I said to her, listen, I've got this weird picture on the mountain about an arrow, um, and I don't know what it means. And she and she said, but what's weird? She also got this picture of an arrow, a painted arrow, and it's, it's strange. And, we, and since that moment, um, we knew God is saying something. We didn't know what. And the whole year, he would speak to us about there's a turn coming, there's a change coming, and we would get uh, GPS, and uh, God want to be a godly positioning system, and um, you need to listen to when he says, um, go. And and in that stage, um, I was still the regional manager of a company, and it's, we were really happy. We just bought our dream house, and um, we, we were living the dream. You grew up, um, I'm a free state boy, so when you grow up, that's what you do. You get one, you good degree and you go get one solid job and you work at it and you build your pension, you buy a house and you plan your retirement and it's um, and we're almost busy with this plan. So nothing's going to stop us. Um, but through this year, the whole time God is saying, there's a turn coming. And um, I started experiencing that there's a door closing um, in my, and, and, and I didn't know why or what, in my, just in my spirit. And but there was no other door opening, and I, I remember saying the words, "Listen, he's howling the hallway. God, I'm happy where I'm at, um, and I'm I'm not going to move." If and I, I remember I went to see a mentor of mine at a time, and I said, "Listen, you need to help me because I, if God wants me out somewhere, he wants to move, then he needs to kick me out because I'm 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 stubborn. I'm going to stay where I'm at. Uh, that's what he <laughs> And then it was in that three days later, in that same week. Um, I was in a, in a conversation and I'm um, called into a meeting and uh, I was informed that one of our directors requested due to health reasons that he need to switch gears and he need to move back to Port Elizabeth. Um, and as part of his um, retrenchment, uh, his retirement exit plan, he needs to take over the branch again and he wants to like an exit plan for himself and that will be part of his retirement. And then the conversation was, would you want to take any other options or where do you want to, where, where do you see yourself? Um, and there was options presented in that moment. But in that moment, I just knew but this is what God was preparing for. God knew I'm not going to take a step, and he needs to give me a little 
little push there. And um, I said, give me four days. And he went praying and um, he went back. We both got the same word. And I flew up and said to the guys, guys, it was amazing. But I believe if I don't trust God now, we'll never be able to trust him. And um, we, we we just we stepped out. And um, I stepped out of the, the corporate environment, a, a, a financial secure environment. And um, it was it was difficult. And when I say this thing, it's mm. not it's step out and I'm wonderful and it's la-di-da, God appeared to us and then that's it it's still you, you need to trust and you and you and i i believe god gave us a um um grace in and and just trusting him more um so we we stepped out and i didn't know why and where but thank god for a wife that said whatever you do i'll support you so wow. we we're not sure why god is saying this and what he was saying but we just knew for a year long he's been talking about this and exactly a year ago on that date um we got both this arrow and saying there's a turn in god needs to be your positioning system and not you should not be led by financial um economy and a financial security that you think the earth can provide because at that stage i was still fixated on uh, i'm building financial security um, and in that season, God started to talk to me about, but I need to be your security. Sure, yeah. And, and it's so good. Part like taking out of the boat and saying, but I need to change my security. It was, um, I need to learn how to walk on this water. It's a new reality. Um, and it was in that season that um, a week or so later that um, uh, the church phoned me and I said that um, uh, unfortunate news is that our, our manager has just got sick and he passed away. And the manager of the church and said, "Would you be able to step in and, and assist us?" And I thought, "Oh, well, I have the time now." So I didn't dream of going to a church or working for a church. Um, but I said, "Well, look, I've, I've got a time. I'll give you three months, and let's let's just get stability." I used to do pro bono work for the church and um, understood understood the position and understood the management. So I said, "Well, let's let's give three months, and hopefully God, God talks after that." Um, and it's in this season, I thought I'm going to come and serve God in his dream. But um, it's in this time that God just came and he started working on, on my heart. And um, he, he came to, um, I think it's the best described as verse is Ezekiel 36, and where he talks about, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit in you. I will move from your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Um, God was busy with a heart transplant with me. So I was sure. a, lawyer and you have certain things and it's black and white you do a certain way and um it was building my own kingdom and my wealth and where i'm going and our family and in this moment i found the love of god's dream and what god want to do in a, in a in a city and what can be achieved in a city if we all just realize what he was busy with and if we stop just focusing just on my own dream but what's he busy with um so in this season god just basically transformed my heart and gave me a passion for the city um so the three months became longer. I'm, I'm still, I'm still serving in in the church on a, um, and I'm loving it. I'm loving every moment to see what God is doing through His body. Um, and it was about six months later since I've joined that one Wednesday evening. I felt God saying, "It's time to go back to the corporate world." Um, I said, "God, I've I stepped out there, and when I stepped out there." Um, I actually had to honor my agreement that I signed years ago when I started for a company where I said, I won't compete with you for the next two years when I leave your company. Um, so they, I, I will honor that agreement. And I told them, I will honor. You've got my word. I'm stepping sure. out. Yeah. Calling me. He's got bigger plans than me. So <laughs> now he's calling me back. And I said, God, I just gave my word. I'm not going to compete. Yeah. So um, I can't compete. But 
if you want me to do this, I will partner with you. You become my partner. It's your business. I will, I will manage your business. But I'm not going to look for clients, and I can't go against my word. So you need to help. And um, it was so the next good. day. The next day, I got two phone calls from from two two guys saying, "Where are you? We need urgent advice." And um, I went to the to the one meeting, walked in there, and I listened to all the issues. And I remember, opened my laptop and on Excel, I wrote all the problems. And and as I listening to him, I realized I could fix all these problems. But I would need to use my legal skills, and I can't go on my word. And sure. I won't prostitute my word for this for wow. money. And, and I went back and said, "God, I don't know how you want me to do this. You called me back to the marketplace, but all I know is legal skills what I've learned, and I can fix his problems. But I don't know how to do this without going against my word." And I remember God saying, "But use my word." Mm. And um, and it dawned on me that the Bible has got so much knowledge in it, and yeah. I, I think there's. I took this problem, it was listed, and I, and I took the first line and I, I typed it in, what does the Bible say about this? And I Googled it, and Google became my friend, and I started to, to get to know the Bible so much deeper, and I started to study the Old Testament, I started wow. to study how did Moses do it, how did Moses lead, and how did he deal with crises, and I started writing sure. illusions from God's Word, and He's so faithful. And I could write something about saying it's God, I could present this to the owner, and um, he said, wow, that's awesome. Where'd you get this? And I could say, well, <laughs> it's this old book I found. It's and, um, that's amazing. So it's amazing. And, um, and, this, and this company came to a place where they said, well, we need to make God our first priority. And um, I could become part of this team of this company. And we, we could engage with, when we had performance issues, um, I couldn't do performance management skills because that's, um, against my contract so i would send the employer out send his staff in and say right do you know jesus because if you understand your identity in christ your performance must change and um so we started talking about this stuff one-on-one meetings in performance meetings uh, performance counseling sessions about jesus christ and your identity in christ and what does the word say about this because if you understand that you're created in the image of god mm. if your 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 place your attractment changes then everything changes and um, you, if you realize that you are made in the image of God, you want to aspire to live that way. It's automatically happened. So, so we started seeing performance change because people had started to understand their identity and that wow. their identity is not fixed to the, to the role they have in a company or the, the color of their skin, but it was attached to God. And I, start, and I understand that I need to work for God and not for my employer. And that started to change things. And um, I saw that company when it came to a place where they said, are we going to give this over to God? And I saw the finance just go like this um, in a moment where God just stepped in there. Yeah. Um, and it was a few months later and I thought, okay, well, wow, that's incredible, God. Um, maybe you're calling me to consult on your Bible. Um, <laughs> and um, I just, I, it was just the beginning. And um, a guy phoned me and I said, um, can you come and help us? Because we, we have a, a popcorn factory and it's struggling and we and it's and they showed me the figures and it was really bad and um, i was supposed to meet the management team um at the hotel and on my way there i knew this company need to retrain that's that's i mean that's where i came from that's my my point of departure if the finance is not working you retrain you cut your losses if you want to throw money away then i can give you organizations you can give to heinz winkler needs it you can give it to him <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thanks for that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some touches on your face. And <laughs> <laughs> no, so I went there with 
this whole thing of, um, God, I'm going to go and pitch retrenchment and then get a company to do it for him because, you know, I can't do it and pass the buck. And on my way there, I said, God, but it's still your business. So what do you want to do? And um, I, I listened, I switched on the music, worship music in my car and I said, God, just talk to me. And I, I clearly heard him saying that, what will happen if you give this company to God? I said, I don't know what would happen, but I will pitch it. So I walked in there um, and obviously I pitched my own idea first. Um, and then I said, guys, I need to say something else. Um, I believe God is, is asking us to, to hand this problem, this company over to him. And um, it was like the room went quiet. And can, I, can I just stop you there? How, how was that moment in the flesh? Like knowing you need to say something now that is probably going to sound ridiculous to the average ear, but you know that you know God has spoken. How, how did you process that? Being being an analytical you know, guy as well, but you are spiritual because you know God, that must have been quite a moment for you. No, it's it's not easy. Um, and I've come to learn that God doesn't call us for the easy stuff, does he? Amen. He's not really interested in my character and my comfort. He's more interested in my character. So it's not easy. You're sitting there in yeah. your suit and trying to be all clever and wise and they're paying you for this moment and... Um, and now you come up with this ridiculous thing. You don't know what they're going to say. Um, you might lose this client and you might lose your reputation. And they will say, who's this weirdo? Yeah. <laughs> coming and pitching his weird ideas. Yes. And, and you offend people because you don't know if what they believe. I don't know if they're Christians. Oh, they um, just go, that's nice. Thank yeah. you for coming. <laughs> da, da, done. <laughs> we do sign. <laughs> um, thanks for a meal. So it was, but no, it's, it's tough. And it still, to this point, doesn't get better. Um, so it took us a quite, I think, an hour later. Um, it came to a point where they said, okay, you and God had one month to fix this problem. So now they throw it over to me. Um, you need to convince the staff. You need to roll it out, and you fix it. Wow. So, and, I, and we left the meeting. I said, but it's one month, and then they made the target crazy. It was a massive target, and we haven't achieved it before. And then you had to go and sell that. So uh, the next day, funny enough, the month started on the next day so i walked in it was a, it was a friday i walked on that floor and i've done work for them before so i walked in there in my suit and tie and they all knew the figures were not well so they all expected to be retrenched and i said guys you're not being retrenched well at least not now <laughs> so and i've pitched them i said listen i believe god said we must give this company to him and they looked at me as if i'm i've lost it i think this guy he's crazy yeah and I also thought I'm crazy. And I'm standing there and I'm saying, but, uh, and they asked me, so what does it mean? I said, I don't know what it means. So we're going to throw everything at this. So we will have unbroken worship on your system. Let's get systems with unbroken praise and worship. We will, the Bible says starving is good. So let's take your popcorn and we give it to, um, to um, home, uh, children homes where they can get free popcorn. Uh, so it's good to sow, my, um, sow into the kingdom. Um we will have every day starting of prayers. So let's cover the prayer aspect. We pray every day before we start. Um, and we said, well, let's change your vision from how much popcorn you can get out of um, out of um, your, your organization, how much money you can make to change the vision to how much word of God can we get out there. So we printed, we got a guy who sponsored us to print stickers with the word of God, massive in bold, and we put it on all the 
all the popcorn packets just underneath the name. So when you walk past it in uh, in your shops, you would read scripture and then the name. Wow. So it's your place. Um, so I don't know what else to do. So I just, <laughs> just threw everything at it. Like, you know, this company belongs to God. I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's been, it's been weird. I'm not saying do this guy. I'm just saying that for that moment, that was my reality. I don't yeah, know what that's else. what you did. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, and I'll plant a life group and I'll disciple you guys and talk about God and whatever. Hopefully we've covered all avenues. And, um, and I said, so, so by the way, the target is this amount. And we broke it down per month, per week, per day. And he said, this is your target. And I said, you're crazy. I said, I know, but this is God's problem now. Um, <laughs> so, um, we, we, and I said, okay. I said, so who's with me? Who's going to do it? And I stand up and I get this confused. It's almost the same face my little daughter had in that bathroom. That confused expression of what is he saying? When you, when you said, it's and mommy, it's mommy. I think I had expression. And we, 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 I said, well, well, let's stand up if you want to do this. And we all stood up. And as I stood up, I opened my laptop and I pressed play on Razor Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> I said, well, I'm there on the factory floor. And it was the bad, the worst worship in my whole life. I thought, God, just swallow me in. I'm standing here in a suit, worshiping on a dirty factory floor. And everyone's wow. looking at me like I'm just lost it, literally. They're expecting a lawyer to come and retrench yeah, them. Now yeah. in front of them is really weird. I thought it's weird. They're not singing. Yeah. So I pressed pause and I said, guys, I'm not being retrenched here. You are. So either you sing with me or I take my little songs on my laptop and I walk out here and you're on your own. And I'll come and retrain you on Monday. Yeah. So, I don't know. Again, and quote me on this. Don't do this. Sure. <laughs> I was there. So, they started singing along. Luckily, I was clever. I had the words on the screen. So, they had the words. had no excuse not to sing. <laughs> Again, it was bad. It's the first and only time I was a worship leader. And then um, I crashed and burned there. Um, so, but that was the that was the Friday. And um, I had the weekend to recover. And the Monday I laid low. I didn't. I didn't want to show my face there. I was really embarrassed. Sure. Um, and then Monday they phoned me halfway through the day and say, "What is going on?" I said, "I don't know what's going on." They said, "We've done nothing different, except what you've told us to do. We prayed this morning. We've got worship playing the whole time. We've started giving stuff away, but all of a sudden our our sales are peaking. It's it's spiking through the roof, and we're not sure what's happening. We've done nothing more, and it's just." I said, well, that might be a coincidence. <laughs> Let's just have I'm still doing this thing. I said, you, I didn't know God was that quickly. Wow. Man, Tuesday, the same thing happens again. I started to think, but maybe there's something in this. Um, Wednesday, I went there and we planted the first life group. I journeyed with the guys. And in that moment, every person gave their life to God. Wow. And knew, this place closes down. Then Hallelujah. Yo. And that Friday... We um, we got a figures and it was the best week ever. We 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 just smashed the target and yeah. then we said we can do this. Now there's hope. The guys are all in it and there's, there's hope. Then next week the same thing happens and the, and the lady comes to me and says, "Listen, I, I don't know what's going on. Please explain to me." But I used to be an alcoholic, but I can't touch alcohol. It's weird. It, it wow. makes me sick. Yeah. I said, "Well, I think I healed you." Um, the other girl said, "I'll." I'm living with my boyfriend, and um, we have kids together, and um, we've, uh, we've never committed to anything. Um, and we said, let's try this prayer thing that Vicky's doing in our church together at our, at our house. And I started doing it, and she said, we engage, we're getting married, we're going to get our life together. Yeah. And stuff ha started happening, testimonies coming from this. And I said, God, this is amazing. It's, even if you don't save this company, you've saved him. And it's been, and then week after week, we just smashed the targets. And um 
it, it became to a place where um, we, we, we became very close. We'd be able to make it. It was a week that was slower. But long story. But I got a phone call. It was a Sunday, a Sunday afternoon at four. The month ended on that Sunday. And I was standing there outside and just praying and saying, God, just don't drop these people, these guys. And I, re- I remember my, the, the moments I stood in the hospital and stood in places where I said, God, you, you don't fail me. God, where are you? Don't fail me. And mm. I had the same conversation that day. I said, God, don't fail me. And don't fail these people because they gave everything and they're trusting you and they still knew in this thing. Just don't fail them. And as I'm praying, as I'm getting this phone call and, and the, the guy from the, from the place, he says, listen, yeah. Not only did we reach this crazy target of yours, we actually exceeded this target and we had the best month in 18 years of existence. How amazing is that? <laughs> and um, I said, wow, Woo! God, you just never failed us. You just never. God you is amazing. Wow, bro. And, so, and I realized, then I realized that there's something different. There's a different way when you partner with God, stuff happens. Um and I started reading up on this. I started saying, but there must be scripture on this. Why, why is this working now in 2000s? And where is the scriptural reference to this? And I started looking in the Bible. And and the closest thing to an employer I can find is, is a king in the Bible in the Old, Test, uh, Old Testament. And um, I got to this, this, this scripture of 2 Chronicles 20, this, the story of Jehoshaphat, this good king. And... Um, and he gets this word, there's three armies on his way, that he's being ambushed. He's not going to make it. And um, and what does he do? He, he calls his people together and they pray. And they remind God of his goodness. And then they worship. All of them together, they worship. And then um, from this crowd, a random dude comes out and he says, hey, God is saying the following. And, he, in, and in this moment, he's saying to them, listen, God is saying, your enemy, you need to go and attack them tomorrow. So God gives him specific strategies in that moment. He gives him a, a timing. It's going to be tomorrow. He says, it's the enemy, you're going to meet them at this specific point as they come in on this space. He gives them the position. And then he says, you're not going to need to have to fight because the battle is mine. He gives them the strategy of, of the, um, the, act, the um, act of war. How's it going to happen? Sure. The act of war in that moment. Yeah. Um, and he, gives, he gets a strategy from worshiping God. And when they leave the next day, I would expect you to put your massive, your best army at the front because you probably want to scare this enemy. If God says a battle is easy, well, at least you can scare them off of your armor or whatever. But no, then God says, no, put your worship team in front of you. What king in his right mind is going to do that? It's, it's like Celia <laughs> standing on the floor and worshiping. Yeah. Who is going to do that? Yeah. Now, you have this worship team, almost the weakest of the bunch, standing in front and they're marching out. Can you imagine what they experienced? Sure. But the Bible says, as they worshipped, God destroyed the enemies. And the battle was his. And I started journeying on this. And I started realizing there's so many stories where there's this power in worship. Um, and, it, and it must be something happens when we worship, especially when there's a unity. And, um, and then we, had, we were blessed with more companies coming in. And I can't share all of them. But we, we were we were approached by an organization with also retrains um, more than 30% of the staff. The yeah. remaining people were really, really suffering. It was bad. Um, they were doing the other people's work. Um, and it's it's stressful. They're not, they, they don't, they're not getting a raise, but they're doing the buddy, the friend job. Um, it's, it's emotional. They're not sure if they are next. Yeah, uh, sure. They're being retrained. Um, 
what's going to happen? So there was a breach of trust. Can I trust my employer? And he, he doesn't know, can he trust them? And this, there was no unity anymore. And then the union got involved, and now the union is is, is threatening with uh, a, a strike if this is, this negotiation doesn't go well. If they don't get an increase, a wage increase, then there might be a strike. But the employer is standing at the side and saying, if they strike, I close my doors. Mm. I can't take another blow at this stage. Um, but on the other side, if I don't give them a raise, and I give, if I give them a raise, I close my doors as well. It's almost like this tipping point. And um, his whole life, his whole life was there. He, he built his whole life in his organization. And um, we, we approached him and said, Can, would you mind if we drop a worship event in your, on your factory floor? And then we said, I've got nothing more to lose. And um, I said, but I believe we need to get the union there. Um, there's three parties involved here. You, it's, it's you. You've got a certain vision. Your employees have got a different vision. And um, at this stage, what they're aiming at. And then you've got your, your union, the third party. So let's get them all involved. And let's get a place where we pray and see God. Let's do this this Jehoshaphat's uh, st stunt and let's get everybody together and we worship and pray and remind God of what is his goodness. Um, so I remember <laughs> we walked up there with, um, with a team of the worshiper and we stepped in there and um, that as we walked in, they, they announced on, on, the, on the system saying, well, all, all staff, please come to the factory floor for a worship event. And when I heard this, I just said, wow, yes, I mean, no, that's what we need to hear on the system. Yes, yes. Pung, 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 come and worship. <laughs> All people, please come to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, we rock up there and uh, obviously we are fired up. Yes, God, you've done it before, you will do it again. And we stand there and it's 50 people looking at you and they are confused. And uh, it's again that feeling, is, this yeah. is weird. I'm, yeah. I'm, God, where are you? You can't fail us here. And um, we start worshiping, and the guys just, just disengage, just sitting like this. The employers on this side, it's white on this side, it's, it's different color on this side, and they, it's it's a way, it's like a river between them. And the union is standing on this side, and it's just, it's, it feels like it's just ripe and ready for a warfare. Division, yeah, sure. Yeah, division. And, mm. um, and we sing it as nothing. I say, God, this we're missing it. And um, we create a moment and we start talking to them. And I said, listen, I want to challenge you. You've got nothing else to lose here. Um, you can't trust your employer. You know, he can't trust you. But the one thing you can trust is God. That's the one secure thing you can still have in this life. You don't know if you're going to have a job tomorrow. I can't promise you that. But I can promise you if you hold on to God, he's got you. Yeah. And that's all you have now. So wow. you can choose to stand here and be disrespectful. Or you can choose to engage and say, I can, I will hold on to the one last thing I have to hold on to, the one stability, and that's God. Mm. And I said, will you just trust me? Can we mix? Can we mix cultures? Can we mix management and juniors and cleaners? Can we just mix this group? So let's good. Mix. Yeah. And let's just one more time try and worship God and see what happens. Um, and I did it. Praise God, I did it. Um, I don't know what if they said no, we would we'd have done but I did it, and um, yeah, that's that's what one of the guys on the left, um, and then and I started started mixing, and we started worshiping, and um, you could feel the tension as we worshiped. And I started looking to my light, to my left, um, to my left, and I saw people's tears start running from their eyes, and something just shifted in the spirit. I saw people crying, and then people started turning to each other, and I and I started praying for each other, and I, and I just knew God did something in that moment. Mm. 
there was a shift in that moment. And the guy, there was a guy that was planning a strike. He walked out on his own with tears in his eyes. He walked wow. out. Do this. Um, the union came back and said, listen, we need to back off. Can we give you three months? We know there's something different happening here. Um, and, and God saved that, that company. And, they, and they, they raised people to work on the machines. And as they trained the juniors, they had their Bibles open in front of them, teaching them the Word of God and the, and the machine manual. Yeah, wow. What God, God done there. So That's he didn't amazing. come. Each story is different. He didn't come and swoop in and had the best month of the year. Yeah, and, yeah didn't have that story but it was lives being transformed in that moment there was tension turned and god still still keeping them open he's still guiding them and and, and despite of everything god has his hand on them and his stories from that and and so you go go on and it's and uh, we are experiencing the move of god in different places and we and god is challenging us to 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 go to spaces and places where you where people would not um normally go yeah. um, to church but that's got maybe got hurt through church or through Christians, and God is just giving us places to steward His His, his love um, into those spaces. And worship is the key. Worship is just unlocking because in a moment of so worship, powerful, yeah. um, there's unity. For one moment in a company's existence, everybody is focused on one thing, and that's Jesus Christ. Yeah. Paul says, when I worship, he's standing in the middle of this group and he's worshiping with me. Um, and I believe that's the key. I believe when we worship. There's, there's a focus. There's no division anymore. There's unity because we're focusing on one thing. And God's goodness will always just prevail. And he's never let us down. So praise God. So that's what I love it. That's where we're at now. That's where we, it's from that we've, we, we've, we've called it Kingdom Business Rescue. We started off calling it Kingdom Business Rescue, which is just believes God is using his values, his principles to align visions in companies to seek and partner with him. And um, and saving companies, saving lives within companies, and um, it's recently, only recently, we've now launched um, the concept from what we call Reflect, and um, you can have a look on Facebook. We've just recently launched it. Um, we framed it Reflect and starting just to load some of the testimonies there. So good, yeah. I've got the link. I've got the link to your Facebook page in this post, so people can go and click on that, follow them, connect with them, and uh, and be, and see what's been happening. And if you have a business that may be going through a tough time or you just want to make sure that your foundations are laid well. Um, I can tell you from our side, my wife and I, after I've spoken to Vickers, I've invited him to to come and help my wife and my, uh, my wife's business and our businesses together because I just believe, you know, why wait for down the line when things may, you know, not be healthy uh, if you can build well from the start we still have a small ish business and we're trusting god for it to grow uh, but if you have a similar situation or you are going through a tough time i really want to encourage you to reach out to vickers and his team and see how, how god can come into your situation and do something unique uh, because that's what i'm hearing is every time god is doing something unique for a specific uh, business, and and I also love the way. Maybe also tell us just how you partner with people around the world in those moments, and 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 you've got you've got friends from other countries zooming in and giving prophetic word. Uh, just share a little bit about that as well, please. Yeah, you know, um, we uh, two two or three years ago, I was on this whole journey in this middle of it. Um, I said. I Googled, Google became a friend. I, I love Google. <laughs> <laughs> so I Googled and I said, okay, where is there some big names out there in America that I could connect with? And I found this 
there's, there's, there's Oak and there's, and there's Google and said, well, he's got a good um, consultancy business. Maybe I can chat to him and get some advice. And um, so I popped him a mail and I said, can I have a meeting? So I, I don't know. I don't know what he's going to say. He's this, this guy in America. Who am I now to connect with him? Um, and we came on, on the Zoom and I think he's listening. He said, David, when you listen, hi, man. Um, <laughs> but we, he agreed to this meeting. He didn't know why. I don't know who he was. And um, we, we came on. And I said, well, I'm not going to waste your time, buddy. Um, this is why I'm, I'm uh, this is what I believe. I believe God wants to do something in, in businesses. So I don't have much. I don't have time to develop much. So can I partner with you? <laughs> so I just took a chance. And he and he just got quiet. And, um, and he said, you won't believe. But um, a, week, a week before, well, the day before you sent the email reaching out to me, uh, myself and my partner, we went praying and said, God, where's the next move happening in um, in the world, and the God just showed showed South Africa, and he said, "Well, we want to get involved there, and wow. um, we don't have anyone there, so just show us someone to connect with." And <laughs> I him email the next day. So he said, "I don't know what it means, but the hell it. is we are, we are committing to this." So yeah. um, together with David and Lawrence, we they zoom in on all this the sessions, and they're incredible. And um, just to um, to journey with them, and um, we've got a bigger platform, Christ in Business, also where we we just journey with people globally, and it started to to grow, and we've got friends in in Switzerland, um, and we that joins in sometimes when they can. So when when we have a when we have a session with a company, we're trying to get as much as people involved outside the country borders because they are not biased towards our race and our color yeah. and what's happening. They don't always know and understand the economy, but they just know they need to hear from God. And they um, can come with unbiased opinions um, mm, into so the situation. So I've been so blessed. And they're incredible friends. We've, we, we, came, we are so close now. We, we journey weekly together, and um, we haven't met each other in person. And it's been, it's been a, two years or more, but it's an incredible journey. So God's blessed us with relationships. That's um, that's really taken us further. And we've had a company that's approached us and said, we are rolling out the business. Um, and he, he contacted me and said, "Listen, can you do can you do a worship event for us um, for our business to be rolling out?" I said, "Yes, great. Where do you want us to go?" He said, "No, we're in America." I said, "I do." <laughs> you know, Elizabeth. I said, "I know." I said, "So, so I made a joke." I said, "Okay, well, let's do it over Zoom and see what happens." Yeah. And he said, "Okay, cool. Let's do it next week." So, um, <laughs> so we said, "Okay, if this company wants to go global, so let's see how many people we can get on, on a global footprint." And we invited everybody and. We had um, eventually we, we went live with um, to, uh, three cities in America. We had Switzerland, we had the Cayman Islands, we had Cape Town, we had PE, we had different cities in South Africa, just zooming in and coming together in pockets and, and coming together. They don't know this guy, they don't, they've met him and met him. Um, and it's just the body of Christ standing up and saying, Yes, we will worship, we will take an hour or two of our lives. And we're going to pray for a vision and for for word for this guy that we have never met and we will probably never meet again. But for this moment, the body of Christ will unite and we will um, pray together. And what a, what a blessing. So it's, it's amazing to see the, 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 the body of Christ standing up across the world and saying we need to see change. And um, I want to honor the guys all over the world that's saying I want to make a difference. I want to say you can make a difference. And the Bible says... Um, we've got this unfair advantage. We've got the Holy Spirit. So I've forever, I've, I've relied on my IQ and EQ. Forever, that was my, my vehicle. I need to have people skills. I need to use my knowledge. But God has sent 
revealed to me that we've got SQ, spiritual intelligence. <laughs> that is that I like that, SQ, yes. Things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond the ability to imagine. Yeah. These are God has in store for all his lovers. So good. And uh, he says in, in, in Proverbs that there's a, a storehouse filled with, um, with wisdom for his God, the lovers. I think that's Proverbs 2 verse 1. In a passion translation, it says that, and it's, it's God lovers. When I worship, I'm in love with God. And um, I, I want to tap into this storehouse because I know God's storehouse and my storehouse is not the same. And um, I can never look at business different um, at the same anymore because my ceiling always prevented me because Heinz might be this clever and I might only be this clever, but there's always will be a ceiling. Yeah. I will always have a ceiling and how well I can I can build my company. But the moment I partner with God, the moment I say, yes, God, I want to co-create with you on earth, um, it's almost like the ceiling is gone. And he says, you can use my SQ, use my spiritual intelligence, and I will show you things that you don't know, things you don't know what's going to happen, and I will guide you through it. And, um, and that was a revelation for me in this. And we're still learning, and I'm, and I'm saying a lot of things, and please hear my heart. I'm, I don't have it all figured out. I'm just a normal bloke and studied law, and God decided to to rock my boat a bit. And um, I'm still making mistakes and um, still stuffing up. But I'm, I'm trusting God that there's, there's something bigger that we can hold on to. That's good. Well, bro, I mean, the, the reason I wanted to get you on today is because of all those stories and the, the fact that what stands out for me from your story is that you, you have a relationship with God which makes you able to hear Him. And it's every time He... He leads you, there's a choice to be obedient or not. And that is true for any believer. Are we in a relationship with Him? Can we hear His voice? He says, my sheep will, hear, will know my voice. So do we know His voice? And then if I, when I hear His voice or when I read the Word of God, do I believe that it's Him? And am I going to be obedient? Because none of us should be in that place where God says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you do not do what I say. And then what I love about your story is that you take that and you step out onto the water, you step out in faith, and it, it's, it's a ego stripping, you know, possibly embarrassing moment, but there's so much power in that and, and how you, I mean, some people may have tried it once and go, well, this is not working. I'm giving up God. I tried. But you go, no, <laughs> we have to make this happen because God spoke. And then what, I, what really stands out for me is how you have this awesome uh, balance of speaking the truth in love, which is what we are called to do as the body of Christ. I think people say God is a loving God, sometimes in a way where they think you can get away with everything. And that's not love. That's not love. If you, if you love your child... You don't let them do whatever they want. People will look at that and go, you don't love your child. You're abusing your child. You're neglecting your child. And, and God is infinitely more so. He loves us. Therefore, he has given us the way to live. And we need to be obedient to that as an act of love. Jesus says in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Uh, so it's, it's, it's what flows from a relationship. And I just want to honor you and thank you for, for being an example in that. And I know, bro, you're humble. You realize you, you, you're still growing and we're all still growing. But 
in that story, you really encouraged me. And I know that you encouraged a lot of people today, especially people that are in business and ministry. So thank you for that. We, we want to honor you and thank you for that. And, and we, we trust God that your business and this, what you are doing for businesses will go from strength to strength. Um, as, a, as a last thing, I would love for you to, to just speak to the Church of South Africa or the church of whatever nation might be listening and say, this is what I believe the church needs to wake up to uh, or be more aware of or just pay attention and do the following. What, would your, what do you think is the urgent message for the church in the time that we're in today? Yeah. Um, so I, mean, I think the, the verse of um, Jeremiah 29, verse 4 to 7, I'm going to read this to you. It says, so this this plays off in a time where where God's people were taken for seventy years to Babylon. They were taken away and they were struggling and and asking questions and they were in slavery and it's been terrible. It's not it's not lucky to be there. Um, and so it's in this place in this time where people are asking questions and are reaching out to God and and it's almost we're seeing it playing out in our own lives. You might in your business and your company or in your city, you, we, we're seeing things that's corrupt and you feel like you're entrapped in that, in your situation perhaps. And then God responds to them. And I think this is a response to that we as the church, the body of Christ needs to, to, um, to take note of. He says, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. So immediately you're seeing a picture. God is saying, I'm not taking you out of the situation. Um, if you start building houses and you plant gardens, guess what? It's, it talks about long term. Um, you know, they, he's, he's not, I'm not going to answer your prayer and you're going to go. If he talks about have daughters and sons in his place and plant gardens and build houses, this is talking long term. So immediately God's got a different view on why they're there. And then he says this kicker of a verse. He says, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Wow, and so you good. That yeah. You are sitting in a in a in a, in a babel on yourself, and God is, and you want to pray yourself out of it and think it would be better to, to work full time ministry. I'm saying God has placed you there for a specific reason, and we need to get to a place where we say, God, you've placed me in my Babylon, and I need to pray because as as my business prosper, I will prosper. As the company I work for prosper, I will prosper. And when multiple businesses start to prosper in a city, the city will prosper and our nation will start to prosper. And when the schools will start to prosper. So I want to invite and urge the church, the body of Christ to say, stand up and, and, and start trusting God. Don't pray that God take you out of a situation. Pray that God will change the situation. Pray that God so will good. use you in powerful ways so that that place where you've been positioned will prosper and in that you will prosper seek first his kingdom Amen. his righteousness his will and then all the rest will follow matthew is saying yeah so i think my my what i want to cry out and reach out to you guys and and, and just say please guys let's become a church of pray let's pray for our country and our nation god's going to do something special in our cities i know it i believe it and so it's keeping me going but so good. we will have prayer the, I think that's the, if, if you guys take anything from today, I think it is the power of prayer 
and the power of praise and worship. Um, mm-hmm. If when it shifts atmospheres, we we win the battle in the spirit first before we win it in the natural. And there is that moment. You you described it in almost e- each one of your stories. There's that moment where it looks like this is not going to work. The world is going to win, but we need mm-hmm. to push through. If we are saved, we hear the shepherd's voice, and he has spoken. Just because it gets awkward and inconvenient, it doesn't mean what he said is not true. We need to push through. We need to stand. We need to keep going and remember the power of prayer and the power of praise. And also, remember the gift God has given you and and the, the confidence in him that we can speak with. I think as Christians, we often forget that we have delegated authority from Jesus Christ to to be his hands and feet and that doesn't just mean only you know praying for people and giving them food it means that when you enter a room and you are filled with the holy spirit the atmosphere has to change and and i think we more and more need to be aware of that and bring that into the spaces that we're in and and remember like what psalm 100 says we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise Uh, there's another psalm i forget the number that says you know he inhabits the praises of his people and uh, i I think it's one thessalonians 5 it says we must pray continually so these are all biblical principles that you're just applying in practice and what i love about it is the encouragement that it's not limited to a sunday service it's not limited to our our homes yes it should happen there but it should be part of our lives all the time and in every sphere of our lives and i think that is really powerful uh so thank you for that um i really appreciate you and uh thank you for doing what you're doing i look forward to seeing you guys you're going to be visiting us soon and uh we we will share more about that when that happens uh vikas will you please pray for those listening um, those who have businesses, those who may be going through tough times, and uh, that God will give them wisdom, lead them through this time, and then I will end off with a prayer as well. With a privilege, awesome. God, I want to, I want just want to pray for for each person listening here that's sitting in a situation and 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 maybe asking the same thing I've asked so many times, Lord, where are you? Don't fail me. I want to pray that you would would reveal the your love and your truth in that moment for them, Lord. Um, that they would un- stop believing a lie, but they would um, stop believing um, your love is true. And it become so real for them, Lord. I pray for our businesses and our, and our leaders out there that, um, that need to step up and trust you, Lord. I pray for people to start partnering with God across this world, that we will step out in faith and start worshiping in the weirdest and awkward places, Lord. We will, start, we will never stop worship, Lord. And we will worship, our, be, our worship be Monday to Sunday, Lord. It will bring the church from Sunday into the week. It will be the change that the world needs. I pray for, for courage and for Christians to stand up in unity and to, to, to um, start seeking your kingdom first in everything they do. They will start building a kingdom of God and we'll see the kingdom of God um, just manifested in every, um, every sphere of society, Lord. And, um, yeah, I pray for, for your blessing on each person listening to this, that you would um, really speak to them. They want to stand and that either person will know that they can hear your voice, Lord. We've been designed to hear our Creator's voice, that we will just start listening to your voice. Because the safest place we can be is just listening to your voice and acting to it, on it. 
And I pray your blessing on each person, Lord. Amen. Amen. Lord, I thank you so much for this time together. I thank you for Vickers, his wife, his marriage, his family. Thank you for their ministry. Thank you for the gift upon his life, the calling on his life, and, and the gift of faith that he has and that has really encouraged and inspired us. Lord, I pray today with everyone here that, that you will bless him, uh, he, him, his wife, his marriage, and his family. Bless his ministry. Bless the calling on his life. I thank you, Lord, for, for more open doors, for favor with, with big businesses that, that don't even know how much they need you, that there will be open doors and, and favor with, with leaders in the communities, business leaders, and that, that you will give those opportunities, bring those opportunities on their way. I pray even, Lord, that this conversation today, the testimonies will go wide and far, even beyond what we can imagine, so that more people will be inspired and encouraged and just become aware of what is possible when I journey with God, really journey with Him, that He's not a Sunday God, but He's a 24-7 part of all of my life, God. Lord, I pray that people will will really hear this message that it will fall on fertile soil and that you will that you will bless this message in people's hearts that it'll 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 become a fruitful uh, tree uh, that that just goes into every part of their lives lord into their marriages their family life their businesses and their ministries i thank you for this time and your precious precious presence and we thank you that you'll be with all of us in in the days to come in jesus name we pray amen amen because that was awesome we love you we appreciate you uh just hang on there a sec i'll be back with you just now i just want to greet everybody um and thank you to all the people that follow vikas and his ministry from pe especially that were on today we appreciate you guys um do you want to say something before i i say goodbye Yes, thanks guys. Thanks for listening and um, and um, thanks for the support. Thanks, Heinz. Appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. Thank you, brother. Wow. I, don't, I hope you guys can see why I wanted to chat to Vickers and bring this these stories and these testimonies on my show because it's so powerful and encouraging and I hope that it encouraged and inspired you. And, and if you take anything from today, get your relationship with God in a healthy place where you can hear His voice and be obedient and know that there's so much power in prayer and in praise and worship. Never neglect it. Don't let the world shout louder than the truth of God's word in your life. Make sure that you read more of the good news than the news and trust God even when it gets awkward. Those are the big takeaways from me from today and I hope that it's for you as well. Uh, thank you so much once again. Please go click on that link for Reflect, uh, so you can go and check out what Vickers and his wife and their ministry does and invite them to become part of what you guys are doing wherever you may be. And uh, also go check out our website, lovekeymission.com and check out what else we do and how you can get involved with that. And remember to go and watch Our Nation on YouTube and share with your friends and also know that it's available on all the digital musical platforms. We guys, thank you so much. Thank you for being with us. Uh, we, we want to see you again. Join us please next week on Tuesday at 1. I'll be chatting to Israel Taylor. He is currently on the cover of Joy Magazine and Yaich, and uh, he will be my guest on the show next week. He's an on-fire evangelist doing amazing things for the kingdom of God, so join us for that. Well, on that note, I want to thank you again, bless you, have a wonderful day, and uh, we'll see you next week, Tuesday. Bye-bye.